0: Welcome to episode 134, The Lab. I'm your host, Brad Barton. This episode is one in a series on lucid dreams and out-of-body experiences. If you'd like to hear the other episodes, you can find them by visiting thelabwithbrad.com. You may have noticed that I am somewhat impatient with the spiritualist or New Age ideas surrounding out-of-body experiences. I much prefer scientific explanations. For one thing, the scientific research on things like sleep paralysis can help you find ways of having an out-of-body experience. That brings us to one of my methods for getting out of body, although it's really a method for causing sleep paralysis. It takes a certain amount of courage. Not the kind of courage where you are unafraid, but the kind of courage that allows you to embrace fear. Nobody is quite certain what causes sleep paralysis. There are several competing theories. In one of them, it's postulated that certain circuitry within your brain involved in hyperarousal gets activated. These are the same circuits that get activated when you are angry or frightened. Those circuits fire up, while the rest of the brain is still in sleep mode. I'm not sure when I ran across that theory, and I'm not sure how long it took before I was able to test it. It wasn't an experiment I designed ahead of time. It occurred to me right then and there in the moment. Years and years ago, when I was first having lucid dreams, without even knowing what the term was or meant, they had come because I was having nightmares. Something I noticed during those series of events was that the fear seemed to come first. A dream would be going along, and then everything would take on this sort of ominous tone. I would start to become afraid. It was only after the fear arrived that the dream came up with some thing, some reason, that I should be frightened. When I was a child... Most of the time, the fear would manifest as some sort of shadowy, poorly defined figure that would chase me through the woods, or stalk me through the halls of my school. Years later, I noticed the same thing with sleep paralysis. I could wake up, and then be lying in bed, relaxed, not quite having to get out of bed yet, and not really ready to slip off back to sleep. Then, for no reason at all, I'd start to feel a rush of fear. Some sort of neurochemical something or another flooded my brain and made me afraid. Following close upon the fear, I would get that sound and sensation of vibrations. My body would become heavy, and soon I couldn't move it. One day, I was laying in bed, not quite awake, not quite asleep, and thinking about the theory that hyperarousal can cause sleep paralysis. I'd just seen a documentary where they showed some dogs that had been bred for narcolepsy. When they got extra excited, they would pass out. Idly thinking on the subject, I wondered what would happen if I deliberately became afraid. Well, how does one do that? You do have some control over your emotional state. You can calm yourself down, make yourself happier. You can also deliberately become sad or afraid. Some sort of switch or lever is there in your brain that you can pull. Most people don't ever do this, at least not for quote-unquote negative emotions. But the thought occurred to me, and I felt like doing the experiment. I pulled the mental lever. I was surprised at how effective it was, specifically at how quickly I became afraid and how strong the fear, or sensation of fear, was. What's more, it worked. As I became afraid, that sensation of vibration came over my body. My body became heavy, and I became unable to move. Moments later, I was able to move the other body, the imaginary body, and slip out of the physical body and wander around my house. It is not easy to do. Your instinct is to avoid fear. And despite doing it deliberately several times, I still occasionally find myself getting that rush of fear, and deciding to pull away from it instead of embracing it. But when you can do it, it is very effective. Of all the reading I've done and experiences I've heard of, from individuals I've talked to, articles online, and various discussion groups, I've never heard of anyone else even attempting this. In fact, in the spiritualist or New Age movement, There's this notion that if the experience frightens you, you're not ready yet. That is not true. You don't need to wait until you're not afraid. You can even, if you have the courage, embrace and use the fear. I'll see you next time.